0: previously on Just Cow in the City. I may never get to go there in my lifetime. Ah, crap, another goddamn crummy snobatorium. You bring out the main course before the appetizer? A martini with olives. When did I say a twist? Someone shot the waiter in the eye. I never asked who it was because I knew it was business. 125th Street. Do not cancel Bill Murray, you freaks. Hot cha Just out in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week. It'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just just out. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Just Cow in the City We finally made it to May of 2022, where I said in January or February things would be different Well, I don't know whether they are, but at least maybe things will be getting warmer Because I'm telling you, I just can't take it anymore I can't take it, I tell you It's just cold and windy all the time It's got to warm up a little bit I mean I'm just talking about the 50s would be nice at this case I'm just uh, because I just don't because it's one way in the daytime and it's another way in the nighttime and it's driving me crazy and it's getting everybody sick and you know I'm getting over being sick, which is awesome but it's nice to uh, have everybody with us. I am recording this on Saturday, the last day of April uh, when actually Sarah Silverman's play starts previews tonight of the bedwetter and this is coming out on Tuesday, May 3rd. I am recording this on a Saturday, like I said, but on an absolute picture-perfect day, except for the goddamn cold and wind. I mean, it is so bright and sunny outside. It's driving me crazy. I can't see my screen because, you know, it's just so bright. The sun's coming in. But what, I want to put down the uh, shades? No. I want to look out the window. I want to have a good time. What's happening? What's up with you guys? That's why I told you. It's like it's difficult for me to sleep for all hours because the sun... Comes right in my bedroom. Oh, but like I told you, everywhere I've ever lived in my whole life, I'm always facing the morning sun. One time I'd like to face the nighttime sun. And when I say that, I don't mean that in the least. The nighttime sun's even, well, the morning sun is worse and I don't have good shades because they have broke and they fell. Oh, it's so bright in my room. And, you know, why am I complaining? I mean, that's what I've always wanted. Like, I, I just wish it was like this in the living room. It's like that in my mother's apartment. She has this nice, you know, in my mother's place, they bring people up to show show people the space so they'll live there. Because I guess my mother has like the nicest room in the place, apparently, with all the, the, me and her being completely like, yeah, we got money. Don't worry about it. And <laughs> the, the, uh, we know where it comes from. Just pretending we all have money to uh, be like, yeah, my place is the best. Don't worry about it. We're all going to make it. It's all going to work out, all right? But the May 3rd edition, of course, one day re- one day before May the 4th, be with you, Star Wars Day. Anyway, oh, my God, how much do we have to talk about today? Obviously, was not on the Tuesday show. Alon hosted it with Eric Newman. I watched the first 15 minutes before I left. I thought Alon did a good job. I didn't watch the rest. I don't know why. I probably should, but I just don't care. But I am excited to come back this Tuesday. I really missed everybody. Um, There certainly is something about doing the Tuesday show, which is fun, even if the chat room really doesn't need a host, since they talk amongst themselves, which is kind of funny. But I did miss everybody, and obviously I was gone for a good reason, as everyone knows, that I went to this restaurant, Rayos. But why don't we just start, in, since there's so much to discuss that has happened this week, good and bad, although I really can't tell you the bad bad. It's like something so bad and so ridiculous, and someday I'll be able to disclose it, but that's all subsided and everything is back to normal, one might say, and uh, I'll just go in chronological order where I left you on Friday after I recorded, and I don't even remember. I mean, it was so long ago, and I feel like so much has happened since then that I don't even remember, but I... I guess I was depressed on Friday. I don't even know whether I was depressed. I can't remember which days I'm completely out. I think by the end of the month I get depressed because I know financially things are going to be bad. And of course, all that—I still have complete hope. All that's going to change very quickly. I mean, for one thing, I have an interview on Monday for a regular, regular job. You know, these hours. Remember, I've been telling you I've been getting the crazy hours, right? So I think I told you, and I and I messed up the last hours I was asked if I would like to interview for, not that they offered me the job, but I'm sure I'd get it if I interviewed because you know my my skills are are ironically outstanding unless they just don't want to hire old white men. but I think they I think now I fall into an ageism category, <laughs> so which is hilarious. But those hours were what was it? Thursday, Friday, seven a m to seven pm and then Saturday, seven p.m. to seven a.m. and you have to work there, right? I mean, how fucked up would that be? Those are crazy. Those overnight hours, and you're working twelve-hour shifts, but you're only working three hours a day. So it's like being a nurse or something, which isn't horrible. But the seven a.m. to seven p.m. wouldn't matter. But I, I, I don't know. But but the overnight sucks, and I really just. I know I shouldn't be this picky at this point, but I, come on, nobody want. Who wants to work overnight? That's twelve hours, seven p.m. to seven a.m. You got to be kidding. So anyway, I found one that I'm, you know, interviewing for Monday. But I don't know whether it's a fake one. You know, I just looked online and it, this one came up, and I don't know whether it's fake, but I'm interviewing with somebody on Monday. But the hours that I saw, which I bet you they don't even exist, anymore, and they're weird, really weird, but they're semi-perfect. It's 8 a.m. to 4 or 4.30 p.m. That's weird. Why would it be eight and a half hours? Well, whatever it is, it's remote, which I like, but 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., which means I would be available at nights for anything that does come up. Uh, but but it's, the caveat is it's Wednesday to Sunday. I don't know who's making up these crazy hours. But that's the best I've seen so far. Can you believe it? So, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I was saying to myself, what do I like to do on Saturdays? Nothing. I mean, is it bad for my podcasting schedule that I usually, you know, tape mine in the daytime in the morning? Then we do the Billy Joel one and then I do Marina's. It's a big day of podcasting, which I guess I wouldn't be able to do unless I get into it and I could be able to take some breaks during that eight to four time. But what are you going to do? The hours kind of work. I mean, obviously, I don't want to wake up that early. But if I don't have to leave the house, then well, who cares? So I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm trying different things. And uh, we'll see whatever works. Something's got to give sooner or later, right? Yeah, I got to get something. So I'm, work- I'm hanging out on Friday. And my friend Laura calls me. And, and I was just, what, 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 what? I think, did I just order something? Or is just? I guess I was in. She's like, hey, do you want to go out? Do you want to go out for dinner? This beautiful girl called. And I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know, I'm. Nah, I'm already in for the night. Uh, I think it was like six (laughs) o'clock. Man, if I don't know in advance, I can't handle it. Meanwhile, obviously, I'm still trying not to go out because, you know, I don't want to spend any money. I'm terrified. Let me just take a sip here. Mm. So, I don't know. It's really funny that, um, like, she was asking me out. You know, she's like, Do you want to have dinner or go out for a drink? And I'm like, Yeah, listen, kid i uh, would love to, but you know how it is uh I don't have a lot of patience for nonsense, and uh that would mean I would have to go out and it's cold and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so ridiculous. I think I was sitting there feeling pretty lonely, and then somebody actually does call, and I'm just like, yeah, no, if you had called maybe five minutes earlier, I could have thought if you had called me with a twenty four hour notice then sure you know then I could do it, but you know without the notice, I mean. Plus, I knew I was going out on Saturday with my uh, sister and my brother-in-law and my cousins, which we did. And we went to, ironically, Montclair, where, as you know, I've been trying to get a teaching position there, uh, Montclair State University. but we ironically end up going out to dinner. We've been talking about doing this dinner with my cousins. Remember, I think I told you that you know my cousin her dad died, and he was the best. and uh, so since the funeral, we've been talking about getting together, and we finally did it. Because this girl is very busy, my cousin, and uh, hard to get down. And I like her husband very much, and you know we're friendly, and they're great. They're really great people, and like and I told you in the uh, really Jewy fashion, their name is Eisenberg, but don't mix that up with the cousins I went to Carmine's with from my mother's side of the family, that's named Eisenberger. Now, I am not kidding or making that up, but there's only one thing that having cousins on one side that are called Eisenberg and cousins on the other side that are the Eisenbergers only proves that I am really Jewish. It's like Sarah's old joke when she was on Saturday Night Live when she first did the uh, weekend update on Saturday Night Live, and they're like, well, my sister Susie Silverman is marrying Yosef Abramowitz and now her name will be Susan Silverman Abramowitz and they're thinking about shortening it to just Jews. (laughs) Some of those Jewish last names, (laughs) you gotta love it, huh? Well, we go to this place and I'm saying to myself, are we going to another crummy snobatorium? And I say, yes, because I look in and I'm like, what is this place? You know, and I'm already angry. I looked up the menu. I told you last week. I think I was looking up the menu. It's a French restaurant. I'm like, again, here we go. But it wasn't, it was not a crummy snobatorium. It was only a crummy snobbatorium in what they serve. But the place wasn't that way. You know, it was very big and airy and uh, loud and cool to be there. But, but it wasn't. It, it it didn't have that place like the ABC Kitchen, which was clearly, or the other place we went to on the Upper East Side, which was clearly crummy snobatoriums in every way. I mean, the waitress didn't come off that way at all. In fact, in fact the waitress, I remember her name was Gracie May, and I'm like, what the hell is the matter? What are your parents uh, from the South? Are you from uh, Tennessee or something? I mean, Gracie Lee, Gracie May, are you uh, in the Miss America pageant? Is your name Gracie May Freebush or whatever? I can't remember what the, Sandra Bullock's name in uh, uh, Miss Congeniality was, gra- wasn't it Gracie Lou Freebush or something like that? All right. Gives you new IDs, your pageant identity.
1: Gracie Lou Freebush?
0: Yeah, I remember you like that name.
1: Yeah, well, my IQ just dropped 10 points.
0: She goes, No, my parents are just artists. And. I'm like, what are you, artist? Still, it doesn't make sense. They're like, well, I'm named after Grace Kelly and Mae West. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how old are your parents? She's like, you know, 58, 60. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, but then she said, then through probing, uh, and I mean that in the most polite of ways, it turns out her dad was an actor. And then you find out he was a stand-up comic. I think his name was Brian Haley. I mean, we looked it up, but I can't remember remember that's name. And she goes, yeah, he was on The Tonight Show. I'm like, wait a minute. How come I never heard of this guy? He was on The Tonight Show. He goes, yeah, he got called over. And I said, did he get one of these? And I'm making the okay sign, which I think now is, uh, isn't that like a Nazi symbol or something? Whatever. Because Johnny used to, you know, if you were on the show as a comic, if you got the okay sign, that was really good. If you got nothing and he just said thank you, you know, then he didn't do that well. And if you got called over to the couch, then your career was made. I mean, that was epic and that never happened. And she said, yeah, my dad got called over to the couch. And I'm like, your dad did stand up comedy on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and got called over to the couch. You know, that's unheard of, right? And she goes, well, I think. And I'm like, no, no, it is like, you know. Roseanne was called over to the couch. You know, I mean, I mean, that that it's just not, it's not hard of. So we looked it up and we saw his comedy and it's like, it's so bad, but it's 90s bad, whatever. And then he became an actor and he's in a couple things maybe you've seen. But then I realized it was 1991. And during 1991, Johnny Carson was calling a lot more people over to the couch because he was retiring. So a lot of people that shouldn't have been called over to the couch like this guy got called over to the couch and i'm just saying he wasn't like a bad comic he was perfect for the 90s he's good looking he's handsome he's tall like my friend steve o in many ways but you know he's one of those guys you know i like to fuck with people right i like to fuck with people i mean and not with that accent and any comic that says like i like messing with people is kind of a douchebag i don't know i don't like that i like messing with people shut up (laughs) I don't know why that bothers me so much. But uh, anyway, I didn't have time for his nonsense or patience. But anyway, at this restaurant, it was okay. We started out at another bar and I was in like a mood, I guess. I don't remember why, you know, something was bothering me. Maybe I, you know what? I think it really stemmed mostly. I don't, I know I tested negative for COVID, but I feel like the last two, but, but I clearly had some sort of virus. Maybe it wasn't COVID. I mean, there are other viruses out there because my, I felt like I had a long-term effect from COVID for the last two weeks, you know? Like, I feel pretty good today. The coffee's working regularly. Remember I told you the coffee wasn't working? Uh, there were other things that you can tell about yourself that's not right, you know? And uh, like a just a, a fog, like they say, for long-term COVID stuff, which was definitely happening the last two weeks. So it was definitely something going on that day where I wasn't feeling my best, but, you know, I wasn't feeling bad either. Uh, and I just went there and it was like, you know, I was trying to figure out a park, but I was very uptight about my car not starting. And now I'm on the top of a parking garage, you know, whatever. But and I remember at the end of the night when I turned the key, it didn't start. And then it did. And that's what they told me happened in the garage, too. It like takes a second. You're like, oh, fuck, and then it starts really weird. My car is a mess. Yesterday, I took it everywhere, which I'll tell you later, and it worked perfectly, so go figure. I don't know. It took one jump in the parking garage, and then everything was cool. I don't know what to tell you. Anywho, we went for a drink at this place, and I got a beer at first, which I should have gotten like a scotch. You know, I like to open with something a little less filling, but I knew I wasn't going to eat that much, so I didn't mind having the beer and then uh, we went to this place, and it was okay, and I, what did I have? I don't even remember what I ate. Did I, did I fish or Oh, no, we had the risotto. Me and my sister had this risotto, but it had peas in it or something. My sister was furious, and I don't know. You know, again, the food was snobby, and like I said, I live across from a French restaurant where the food is not snobby, and that's why I like it there, and I can't wait till I have money again because I'm telling you, I'm going to go there once a fucking week again. All right, not once a week, but at least once a month, to support my friends who have this place. It's just too expensive for now, which sucks. I love going over there, you know, having some wine. I told you, that's the only place I have rosé. Otherwise, come on. You're not going to have a rosé unless somebody, you know, unless a sommelier says, all right, you know what, you got to try here, the rosé. A bottle of rosé instead, perhaps. Huh? Huh? As you know, I'm Billy Joel Z. We are coming up to scenes from an Italian restaurant at some point. Not this week. Oh man! Oh, I'm having a lot of audio problems today. Now I feel like it's down and something or maybe whatever. Anyway, anyway, God damn it! Um, ah, I lose my train of thought. I don't need audio shit to lose my train of thought. A bee pass went the went past the window. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, I, yeah, we had the risotto, and I think I. Had, oh right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I get the shrimp cocktail appetizer, and it was stupid. You know, it was like four crappy pieces and, like, just put in, like, a salt. They didn't, oh, I was so angry. But uh, my cousin ordered uh, oysters, which I do like. But, again, they're so tiny and stupid, and, you know, everybody gets two, boring. I want a dozen. But I wasn't paying, so, of course, I have to let it go. <laughs> but um, And we had some crazy drinks. But we all had a good time. It was a good time. I've got photos of everything I'm talking about today. So I don't, you might need to get on the $10 level of the Patreon because I'm telling you, you got some really good photos this week, I think. Well, I mean, I took photos of everything I'm describing this week. So whatever. Anywho, uh, yeah, so we, we had a really good time. And then it's just so funny because then I want to go out and have another drink. Oh, I remember uh, this place, they had an upstairs. You had to go to the bathroom, but they had an upstairs bathroom, and then they had a secret bathroom, which it was so it was so big you know you're so not used to going to a New Jersey restaurant where it's like big and there's you know levels and then it it seems like it turns into a nightclub and there's all these kids there. but I was explaining to the ladies that there's a secret bathroom um if you're interested uh, <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, you're quite welcome, young lady uh if you want, I can tell you where the secret bathroom is. But I always want to go out for a drink after. And then everybody just went home. And I'm like, great. Well, that's just perfect, isn't it? I came all the way from New York City. Tell me I just got to go right back. I never want to go back to New York City. And I was thinking of stopping at the Meadowlands on the way there and making a bet. And be like, you know, you know what a good idea would be? Stopping at the Meadowlands, putting $100 down, and on my way back, collecting the money that I'll have won in three hours. (laughs) But I did not stop. Uh, It's in my head. Because I have a gambling problem. And I think that scenario, here's a great way to get cash for Tuesday for Reyes. I'll take the last $100 bill I have left in my pocket, I'll put it on something, and then when I come home, I'll pick up my $300 bills. I swear to God, this is the way I think. It's not good, but I didn't do it. And I was pretty happy about it that I didn't do it. Even though the brilliance of the plan. Oh, my God. It was so smart Uh, because, you know, going past the middle of where you can actually make a bet and pick up your cash, not just the app. It's exciting. But anyway, yeah, I just uh, went right home and everything was uh, that was the end of the night.
1: They thought things would be different, but a first round loss and a sweep. Boston, four in a row. After they lost in five to the Nets last year, they answer back with their eighth series sweep in franchise history. Last down in the bubble against the Sixers. And Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant,
0: head into the offseason. So I think Monday I was, like, really down. My, my mood has changed since all this uh, being depressed, but it all comes from the financial woes and stuff. My, my friend uh, Lee invited me to the Nets game which is a Nets playoff game on Monday. And I was like, oh, thanks. Let me think about it. And the only reason I said I would think about it is because, again, I was afraid to spend money. I was afraid to go because, you know, I got to have those Buffalo Bites, even though the ticket's free and everything would be free. You know, I don't want to ask them to pay for me or everything, which I know they would, but I, whatever. You know, at this point, even taking the subway down there because 275, I'm like panicking. But I think I also felt like, you know what? I don't want to go there because it's fucking depressing. I get the feeling they're going to get swept, which they did. And it just doesn't sound like a lot of fun. And as you know, the guy that we go with is friendly with the coach. And I go, God, the Nets are so bad. And he goes, you know, Steve Nash, the coach says, it's even worse than you think behind the scenes. So that just seemed like an unfun time. You know, to leave when you knew they were going to get swept, that's the end of the season. It just seemed... I didn't need to be more depressed about something that means nothing to me and be with an entire stadium of people that are all down because not only is it the end of the season, but it was like a disappointing end of the season. It's not like, like yesterday when the Devils lost and you know you knew they were going nowhere. That would be okay. You know Who cares if they lose? It's a disappointing season. The season's over. But this, the Nets were supposed to win it all. And, you know, they got they got guys on the goddamn team who not only won't get vaccinated, then their religious beliefs, which they just picked up two years ago, say they have to fast, that they can't uh, drink water or eat while the sun is up. And that's not going to help an athlete in any way, shape or form. And uh, that should be in the uh, the Torah or the Bible, whatever the Muslims are using That if, like, however, if you are a sports athlete, you can forget all about this and do what you have to do to win. It's very important to keep up the morale of the rest of us by you playing well. Anyway, so Monday I go out and I go out to get some coffee because I always say that usually cheers me up, but it wasn't. That's why I knew something was wrong. And I go on the corner where I uh, signed that uh, Republican thing that day when I was drunk. They always got people on this corner of 57th and 1st. There was somebody from the ASPCA and they wanted me to donate and I'm like, "Listen, kid, I don't know what to tell you. I I can't. I want I would love to donate to your organization." They're like, "Can you make a $25 donation?" I'm like, er, er, "No, they didn't tell me. I told them I'm having a lot of problems. I'm going to get evicted and my cat died and I would love to get another animal." whether a dog or a cat, and I would have liked to do it during COVID, but if I can't take care of myself, it would be, not disrespect, but what is the, uh, you know, when you have a baby, when you don't have any money or something, uh, you know, if it would be not cool, I, I can't think of the word, and I know you know what I'm talking about, to... Get another, get a pet that's relying on me for food and shelter. If I'm having my own difficulties, uh, that's all you need. Is that not only am I homeless now, my dog or cat is homeless. I mean, come on. So I'm like, I don't, I really can't do it. go, well, can you just make a twenty-five dollar donation today? And I'm like, the fuck is the matter with? Are you out of your goddamn mind? What I just told you, my whole sob story to a fucking stranger, and now you're still asking me for money. Oh, I was furious, but, uh, but I felt also horrible because I don't know whether I would have donated there, but, um, Oh God, damn. I don't know why I even stopped. I gotta, I gotta stop talking. Well, I like to talk to people on the street. I like to hear what they have to say, but you're asking somebody to make a donation right then and there. It's, it's kind of weird, but you know, we love the ASPCA. And then I, I remember I was just, uh, I decided I was just going to sit on a park bench and, um, look at the water and do that but it was so fucking annoying because this guy kept walking by and talking on the phone he kept walking back and forth because he was doing his exercises and it was driving me crazy so it's like i just couldn't just be in peaceful silence on a bench because there's people walking by whereas at least if you go to the the other side of the east river you know you can sit on a bench and nobody walks by the front of you but it's so loud because the FDR drive, you just want to sit in peace for a little bit, collect your thoughts, think about what everything is horrible, and I don't know. That's I just needed a moment, you know, and I just uh, feel like I wasn't getting it, but I was glad I kind of went outside for a little bit because I think I'd been in for a while, and then I decided I was going to do my laundry because my cleaning lady didn't come on Thursday because Well, I couldn't afford her anymore, and I felt horrible. And um, it really sucks because uh, I love her so much. And so I had to do my own laundry, and then she didn't tell me we're out of dryer sheets. And you know I've been having trouble with my laundry that seems to smell coming out of the dryer. I need those goddamn laundry sheets. And then I was afraid to buy the laundry sheets. So I just hope for the best. I I don't know what's not getting the odors out of my undershirts and t-shirts and it's really bothering the shit out of me that i can't put a figure it out but uh i didn't see it i don't know whether she's doing something wrong because when i did it i didn't everything seemed okay even not using the dryer sheets i mean i haven't not used a dryer sheet in like 30 years ever since they invented bounce i haven't had an issue
1: it's it was really
0: bothering me (laughs) and it's it's (laughs) Oh, and so, right, so because I didn't I didn't want to see the ASPCA girl see watch me carrying a cup of coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. After I told her I had no money, I had to walk on the other side of the street <laughs> when I went back. Oh, I think that's why I went to the bench. I'm like, I better go all the way around because I don't want them to see me. Like, wait a minute, you had money for coffee, but you didn't have enough to spend for a little dog? And I'm like, uh... I panicked. I mean, can he, isn't that the funniest when you're like, you, you, you just you can't get to your house because you know you have to go around the block because somebody's there who's gonna question you. Uh, and I, I can I mean, she wouldn't do it, but you do feel like a dick. Look, I got no money. Nothing's coming in. Maybe you don't understand. I'm getting a bit. And then you're just walking around sipping a cup of coffee. <whistles> la 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 la. <laughs> and then talking now, I have to take a sip. Mm. Listen, it's my one joy left. Like, you know, $3 for a cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. And, of course, Dunkin' Donuts ain't even that great. But, again, it's the act of going out and talking to my friends at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, Jolly and uh, Ashram. It's the same girl. I mean, now I go in, they're like, large today? And I'm like, yes, because it's Saturday. I get the large. Usually I get the medium. Uh, sometimes she just has it ready for me. I mean, that's exciting. You walk in, they just hand it to you. That's fucking great. What's better than that? Seriously. What's better than your coffee person knowing your order? I mean, they depict that in the movies all the time. There's nothing more exciting than your coffee person knowing your order. It's like going to a bar and you're just immediately drinking because they know exactly what you're going to have. It's fantastic. Now, of course, with that, you know, you never know what, what mood of drinking I'm in. Is it a scotch day? Is it a vodka day? Is it a beer day? You never know. Martini. A table at Rayo's on 114th Street is one of the toughest reservations in the country. In fact, you should expect to wait years to get inside. So, tell me about this amazing restaurant that everyone always talks about.
2: This is our restaurant that we are very proud of, that we love. This has been in the family for 117 years.
0: Rayo's is a tiny place with a list of regulars that spans decades.
2: It only holds 52 <laughs> people. Okay. Not too many people. No, not too many people. These are people that have been coming to this restaurant for the past 35, 40 years. That's a long time. The same people. I know I know all of my customers.
1: So tell me about your menu.
2: As far as the restaurant's concerned is, we don't use menus. There's no menu. Okay, no. Uh, you, you have to have one by, by law, by the way, with oh. the prices on it. Okay. However, no one here ever sees one, and no one ever even asks for one.
0: Oh, so there is a menu that exists. Oh, but there it is a menu
2: that exists, but no one sees it, it and anything. we don't use it. What we do at night is we sit with you, and we tell you everything that we have. And then we, we help guide you through the meal. That's the experience, and we bring you through that. Everyone is happy. Everyone has had enough different tastes, and they enjoy everything. That's, and that's you get the, the real it. Italian
0: yeah, experience. Yeah, exactly. So let's just get there. Since we're talking about Martina, let's talk about Reos. Let us talk about Reos. Reos. Uh, the, there's a Vanity Fair 2016 article you can read about Reos, if you haven't already since I've been mentioning it, where they just say, you may never get a table here in your entire life. This is how difficult it is. I know I already told you. It's really weird. There's only 10 tables. There's, I, I finally figured it out. People were asking me. There's six booths and four tables. So there's only like 10 places you can be with people. Most people in their lifetimes will not be able to go to Reyes. Now, I'm just going to tell you. I mean, I had a really great time. Totally worth not doing the show. Not for that reason. But for the experience of Rayos, And it was wonderful. However, the food... Wasn't that great? When I say it wasn't that great, I mean, when you're going to a place where you can't get a table and it's that exclusive and they have no menu and it's this allure, you're thinking the food is going to be the best food you ever had. The recipes are secret, but it was just okay. Really, just okay. So I'm, and I'm not complaining about it, I'm liking it, I'm likening it to Elaine's which we talk about on the Billy Joel podcast a lot because of the song Big Shot and Beyond and, of course, the people that you knew at Elaine's. Elaine's, if you don't listen to the Billy Joel podcast, was this legendary New York establishment, which I was lucky enough to go to while Elaine was still alive and experience Elaine's. But Elaine's was not known for their food. When you went to Elaine's, you ate there. Woody Allen might have eaten there every night because it was a scene, which doesn't make any sense for somebody like Woody Allen, but I guess he felt comfortable there. It was a scene. He had a table. They'd eat him and Mia Faraday there all the time. I mean, anybody was dating. The guy was going there for years. The, The food is just okay. It's not anything to write home about. You went there for the social aspect of being with Elaine and just that's the kind of place it was and remember I think I might have told you and again I know I've talked about this in the Billy Joel podcast but if you don't remember I was extremely friendly with the head chef at Elaine's which in this particular instance meant nothing <laughs> oh I know the head chef there so the time I went in with my uh, friend from Maxa magazine and he knew Elaine you know a little, he would have been like I want to say hello to Elaine before I leave You know, which was the the high honor, which you had to do. You had to give her respect before you leave. You had to give her tribute, but it was exciting. And she was old and fat and disgusting by then with a cane. And this was like two thousand. You know, I didn't make it there until it was on its last leg. But at least I got there at the end. And uh, I was like, oh, I know the head chef here. And I saw the head chef. uh, His name was Barry. And I gave him a hug. And it was exciting. But you'd think it'd be more exciting (laughs) to know the head chef. But everybody knew the foodware wasn't that good. So it's like Rayos. It's similar to me, where the food wasn't—I mean, it's much better than Elaine's. But like, I go to that restaurant in Staten Island, and the food's better there. Uh, so it's so funny. I was talking to my niece about. It. I'm like, I'm going to this place, Rayos, and then I said, like, you know, I've had their sauce before in spaghetti, and it wasn't as good as this uh, ragu that I had better. And she goes, "Wait a minute, the, that there's a real location." So she knew the sauce, but she didn't know it was an actual restaurant, which is hilarious. Anyway, I went with Marina Franklin, Rachel Feinstein, Keith Robinson, Esty from the Comedy Cellar, and our friend Lois, and she bought this other guy, uh, Joey, who was hilarious, and uh, we needed him there because he had been there before. And, you know, I got there early because I took the revel up and I wanted to miss the rain, which I did, because of course it's going to rain because I'm wearing a suit. Of course it's going to fucking rain. You know how I feel about that. But I knew I could miss the rain if I left at 615 even though I was going to get there at like 6.30. I took the Revel up there. It was easy to park, even though it was a little nerve-wracking. You know, it is in Harlem. Um, And it's such a cute place. And I got there, and I just sat at the bar for a while. And as soon as I walked in, these guys are like, um, they're really funny. The guys, they're all guys. No female waiters. The guys that wear like shirts, kind of like an old Sammy's Romanian restaurant, if you remember, they're just like, you know, cut off uh, T-shirts. They're they're not attractive. You know, they're just... Boys that work there, men. Um, I don't even know whether they're Italian. And I went to the bathroom to wash up and they're like, Oh, we just need to wand you and the guy takes his phone, he goes, I'm just kidding. And I put up my arms and I was like, Oh, you guys you got me. So they were funny and they don't care. It's just a good time place over there. And I sat at the bar and I wanted everybody was drinking martinis, but I got nervous because I didn't have a seat at the bar at first and I don't want to you know, holding a martini in your hand while you're standing it's it's tough, so I had to get the Johnny Walker Black, even though I really wanted a martini because everybody was drinking. He was making so many martinis. You know he had to do it right. There's all these businessmen there. And remember, you somebody every there are people that just own a table, and so you have to be invited to... You're allowed to go as a guest as the owner of the table, and it, it was Lois, this w- woman who's like a healthcare worker who invited me, who invited all of us that seemed to know... Somebody who owned that table. I mean, that's how weird and exclusive this is. So then all my, you know, everybody started coming in and we sat down immediately. We sat down right at the table at, at the bar, this nice big table. And they like, for like, you know, people that were standing at the bar, like, come on, get out of here, get out of here. These people are sitting down. <laughs> and the Major D comes over and he sits down with you. He pulls up a chair and sits down. There's no menus and asks you what you like, and maybe gives you some choices. So it's just right out of Goodfellas, you know, in the dinner scene, let alone uh, in Goodfellas. Remember, I, I believe the guy who invented Rayos is in the our favorite prison scene. Uh, I think he's the one that's cooking the steaks. Oh, rare, an aristocrat. But it's like with the, we usually have a, here, I'll play the scene.
1: prison, dinner was always a big thing. We had a pasta course, and then we had a meter of fish. Paulie did the prep work. He was
0: Yeah, see? We had a pasta course, and then there was a meter of fish. And that's exactly what happened here. But I'm going uh, well, to... Doing
1: a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor, and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Ah, wow, got
2: the smell. Yeah,
1: three that kinds cheese. of...
2: Yeah. There kinds of meat and meat. Three, 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 three kinds of, uh, of meat. Veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good, but you gotta have the
1: pork. pork oh, you gotta the have pork. the pork. The oh, uh, I felt they used too many onions, but it was still a very good sauce. Vinny, don't put too many onions in the sauce. I didn't put
2: too much onions in it. Three small onions, that's all I did. Three onions? How many cans of tomatoes yeah. you put in there? I put it, two cans, two, two big cans.
1: cans. You don't yeah. need three. Hands. Johnny Dio did the meat. We didn't have a broiler, so Johnny did everything in pans. I used to smell up the joint something awful, and the hacks used to die. But he still cooked a great steak.
2: Kitty, how do you like yours? Rare. Medium rare.
1: Medium rare. Hmm. Mm. aristocrat.
0: See. That's the guy. So he owns Rayos, and Martin Scorsese loves him and Rayos, and that's a oh, medium rare. He's smoking a cigar and cooking the steak, and that's the guy who owns Rayos. Or did. I think his name is Frank Pellegrino, and he's dead now. But um, he's actually in Goodfellas in the cooking scene. So uh, this is a pretty serious place. And so the guy sits down, and I'm trying to remember what we had. I know I should have written it down, but I got confused. And I know we, it starts with an appetizer course. And then there's a you know a pasta and then a meter of fish. No, but, but there is. <laughs> then there was a pasta course. Then there's a meat course, a meter of fish. <laughs> And then and that's it. So you're having really three courses. And remember, you're supposed to be there like kind of all night. But um, you know, people suck and they don't get it. So whatever, they're comics and they're stupid and they don't know how life works. So uh, and then the issue was, I know, I remember what it was. Uh, David Spade and Chris Rock came down to the cellar, and Esty had to go. <laughs> what? I'm like, what? What does it matter if you're there or not? Noam keeps texting me, and I'm going to tell you about this in a second. So anyway. The Matrix, he sits down, he's like, so what do you like? You like fish? You like, does anybody have any allergies? They asked for the allergies. I said, what are you going to ask if anybody has any allergies for? There's nobody here under 40. You know, there's nobody in this restaurant under 40, and nobody has allergies under 40. You know what I'm saying? That's a new millennial thing. So I don't know. I mean, I can understand. And you're definitely not going to ask if anybody's a vegetarian because then why are you there? You're taking up somebody's seat. Even Marina Franklin, who could be a possible vegan, said, fuck this, I know I'm at Rayo's, I'm eating. You know, I'm having meat, I'm having fish, I'm having what, she got it. Made me so happy. You, you can't be that way when you have somebody seat at Rayo's. You know, it'd be rude and disrespectful. So even to say to the guy, like it uh, like uh, Albert Brooks, like, uh, do you like a shrimp? Yes, and I'm going to give you 40 shrimp, but isn't that high in cholesterol? I don't know what are you talking about, but it's a delicious. So, the, so we had the appetizer. right there. I got baked clams. They were delicious. And we got a, like a house salad, which was fine, which was good, actually. And then somebody ordered something stupid. I guess that's why I forgot. I know they wanted a galamari, but we definitely didn't have that because I would have remembered that. We had a shrimp dish, I think. It wasn't scampy. Me oh God, what was it? It was, a, I don't know. There were three and everything served family style. And then the pasta we had, they got this, he's like, we have this pesto pasta and that was gross. I hated that pasta that it was disgusting. And I mean, and M- M- Marina was making fun of me. Look, Jessica, everybody ate it. I'm like, well, I didn't like it. It's not like I don't like pesto. I mean, I usually don't like pesto because it just stays in your teeth And your breath, and it's just you know bad in every way. In that sense, I just didn't like it. I I didn't like the way the I don't know. There was no flavor to it whatsoever. But they also had a bolognese, you know, with uh, a really good pasta that was delicious with a nice meat sauce. Well, I think that's what a bolognese is, right? So that was like really good. And um, I'm just trying to think if we had fish, but again, we we must have ordered three things each time. I'm kind of mad at my but I took some pictures maybe I'll be able to decipher it from there. And then uh then the meat and the or the fish came so we ordered steak and I ordered the lemon chicken because I was told by my brother-in-law that that's their signature dish. However, because and then I nobody likes lemon chicken and I think people were upset that I ordered it and I kind of felt bad about it even though it looked delicious when it came. They were like all these like almost like individual Cornish game hens. And in the Vanity Fair article, they do mention lemon chicken. So they were, they are known for that. So I figured we'd give it a try. And I got to say, even though I might not have liked the flavor that much and care for lemon chicken, it was cooked so flawlessly. The chicken was cooked to such perfection. I'd never had chicken cooked like that before. It was, it was just timed perfect i guess i guess every time i've ever had chicken it's either too dry or not well done and rubbery i mean even though some chicken is obviously delicious i'd never had this was the best cooked chicken i ever had let alone you know the flavor was something else but this it like really melted in your mouth and in that sense i don't think anybody was upset with the order the steak looked beautiful but it wasn't great and it, it, you know wolfgang's is, is better uh it was okay it looked good and it was delicious but it's just you know it just wasn't the best i ever had and i was expecting the best i ever had you know what i mean oh that's right that's what we got the other appetizer the giant fucking Rayos meatballs i you know that, that I, I can't believe he he's just like oh i'll bring you like it should have just been you getting the meatballs and they are baseball-sized meatballs. Baseball-sized with the sauce all over them, the Rayo sauce. And those were delicious. I have no idea if they're the best I've ever had. Certainly, I've had very bad meatballs before. But they were very good. Very good, and they look delicious. And like I said, they are baseball-sized. So by the time you finish this baseball-sized meatball in the pasta, you're just done. And then the steak and the chicken come. You're like, I'm already full. I mean seriously, a baseball sized meatball is pretty filling in itself. You had that, I don't know what was that, 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 that the, the meaty pasta like the the, the flat noodle like you know, a big pasta with the with the bolognese, you know, and then you've already had some appetizers and you know, by then chicken and steak come I mean, you're like, "Oh, but you got to eat it cuz it's goddamn delicious." And, you, you know, everybody's just passing around. And you're, you know, even me, which I hate doing. He's, you know, this guy next to me is so cool. And um, he was like, hey, can you help me? <laughs> I know you don't like it. I'm like, oh, no, no, please. I want to I help. I want to, you know, everybody's serving everybody. It was kind of great. We're drinking wine. Um, I think Keith Robinson picked a wine. I just thought it was a regular house wine. I thought it would be in a little glass. It's actually in a wine glass, but it's just like, you know, it doesn't matter. We're, we're having a really good time and. So then Esty tells this story. Esty tells this story about Sarah Silverman passing out at the club and how Dan Natterman caught her a cab and Dan caught the cab. And I'm like, Esty, that is not the story. And she goes, no, Jessica, you don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't know? I was there. She's like, you weren't there. And I'm like, and Rachel and Marina are so afraid of Esty. She goes, they go, let her tell the story. And I'm like, no. I'm not gonna let her tell us. What do you mean I wasn't there? She's telling the story wrong. I was there, and I was the one who told it to Sarah because she was completely out of it. Don't tell me I, I I don't know what the story is, and I was there. and then she gives me the finger, Esty. She gives me double fingers. I mean, it was funny, but I'm not listening to Rachel. They're like, let her tell the story. I'm like, no, I don't worry. I'm not. I, I, she doesn't give me spots in the club. Fuck this. I'm not going to do, I'm like, I was there, I was there, I was there that day, I picked her up at the hospital, like, no, you weren't, I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with you? I was so, getting so angry, and it was exactly that scene at a casino, where Robert De Niro is just going to Dick Smothers, and he's like, let me just, I wasn't there, I wasn't at that dinner, I wasn't at that dinner, just at least tell me I was at that dinner, you're telling me I wasn't at that, just at least tell me I was at that dinner. Just tell me I was at that dinner. Can you at least do that? Tell me I was at that dinner. All right, you were at that dinner. Thank you for not calling me a liar. I mean, it was exactly right over there. And I told Joe and my friend Lawrence. I said, there are three people who are going to get that reference. And I called those guys, and they were laughing so hard because they knew exactly. Just tell me I was at that dinner. I didn't even have to tell them it was co- from Casino. I just started doing that bit, and they knew exactly what it was. Just tell me at least I was at that dinner because that is exactly what was happening. You weren't at that dinner. I wasn't at that dinner. I wasn't at that dinner. You don't remember that I was at that dinner? I was the one that picks her up and held the cab for, and you don't remember I was at that dinner. Mark, Pardon Mr. me, Chair- this
2: hearing is adjourned. You guys have to be kidding. Adjourned? What do you mean adjourned? Mr. Chairman, please. Mr. Chairman, Senator, you promised me a hearing. You won't allow me a hearing? You didn't even look at the FBI reports. When you were my guest, Mr. Chairman, Senator, at the Tangiers Hotel, did you not promise me that I would I have a fair mayor, hearing? I
1: was never your guest at the You were Tangiers. never my
2: guest? I never That's comped right. you? I don't comp you at least two or three times a month at the Tangiers? I'd, I'd like to answer that at this time. Why? Mr. Rothstein is being very typical... To this point, he's lying. The only time I was at the Tangiers was when I had dinner with Barney Greenstein. Was I at that dinner? Just tell me... Was was I at the dinner? Was I at that dinner? Was I at that dinner? You were in the... You were in the building. I was in the building? So you know damn well I was at that dinner and you swore to me that I would have a fair hearing at that dinner. Did you not? Did you not? Well, tell me I was at least at the dinner. Allow me that much. Give me that much at least.
0: Yes, you were. Yeah, thanks for not calling me a liar, son of a bitch. Oh, man, was I pissed. I don't give a shit what SD says. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. You weren't there. What the fuck are you talking about? I'll never forget that. We held the cab from me and Sarah. Maybe even uh, Dan might have hailed it. It doesn't matter who hailed it. We're holding Sarah up because she passed out out of the hospital on Halloween. And then the best is we're like, Dan, thank you so much. And I'm carrying Sarah. And then Dan just gets in the cab and leaves. And then we just laughed incredibly hard. But the fact that I wasn't part of the story in Esty's mind just pisses the hell out of me off. You're going to tell me a story about my best friend that doesn't include me. Fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking prick. <laughs> so that was really annoying and hilarious at the same time because I couldn't wait to tell you guys. So sometimes when stuff like that happens, I'm like, oh, podcast gold. And then we had dessert, but it's weird. Like, you know, I just had some ice cream. I had coffee ice cream. I remember they had like, they, did, they don't have a big dessert selection. And they don't have cappuccino. This, I was like, I right, do have regular coffee. I don't know what the hell is drinking regular coffee for. I just, I don't know. I panicked. I wasn't sure what was happening. So I had regular coffee and it was cappuccino ice cream. Or rather coffee ice cream. It was delicious. I haven't had coffee ice cream in years. So a little scoop of coffee ice cream. It was perfect. You don't need any of that other stuff. One scoop of ice cream is fantastic for dessert. Yeah, right, because the other guy's got some sort of crazy blueberry thing. It sounded awful. I'm like, have a good time with that. That's what Marina and Esty and Lois got. And I was just like, no, a little scoop of coffee ice cream. You know who likes coffee ice cream? I was telling that guy Joe next to me. I was like, you know who likes coffee ice cream? That kid in Jaws. The kid that almost gets eaten by the shark. He likes coffee ice cream. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that. You want ice cream? Yeah, coffee? Okay. I just remember as a kid being like, what the fuck would a kid like coffee ice cream for? What the hell's the matter with that kid? No wonder he was eaten by the shark. He's already having coffee. The shark thought he was an adult. He's having coffee ice cream. That's why why I figured he was getting eaten. Oh, he thinks he's an adult. But I got to say, again, excellent time. And then driven home by Keith, um, perfect, right? I mean, it couldn't be any better. It stopped raining, so it was a pleasant night. I dressed up. Because you know you got, and that's the thing too. I think Marine understood, Lois understood. Like the three of us, Esty. I don't know what she was doing. Uh, the other guys, they, they they didn't seem to get it. Rachel always looks great, so you know. But you got to dress up. You, you know, you got You got to. You got to be respectful. It's a big deal. So I just wore uh, what I wore to the funeral, but no tie. And I've been wearing that a lot lately, because uh, you know I'm, I'm looking. I want to make a different look for myself. Unfortunately, I can't wait to get money again. I want to get new clothes. It'll be exciting. Dress up a little bit, you know? Look nice. Look presentable, you know? Because a man of my age can't be made to look ridiculous. JustGow and the City will return after these messages. Hi, everybody. Dave JustGow here. Just want to invite you to join our Patreon page for lots of extra stuff. And this week on Billy Joel A to Z, we have Running on Ice, a song nobody remembers, but it's kind of fun, and an interview. And of course, we'll be back Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, live on the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show. So join us. So there's still so much else to tell you, and we're um, running out of time. I think I found this out on Thursday. On May 10th, I will also not be doing the Tuesday 6 o'clock show. I will also be taking a break because on May 10th, Tuesday, May 10th, you ready for this? This is hilarious. I will be moderating a question and answer session for the Broadway show, The Bedwetter. Sarah called me. She goes, hey, it's the best email you've ever seen. It, it It wasn't like Sarah suggested it. I got an email forwarded from her to... The casting crew of The Bedwetter, they're like, hey, on May 10th, we're doing a Q&A with the uh, casting crew on stage for the audience after the show, and we want to make it fun. We want to have a fun moderator, make it a good time. And this um, name, Dave Juskow, has been thrown around. Is everybody okay with that? And I was like, was it thrown around? I don't even know. So I just saw the email, and I'm like, what is this? Is this really? Is this happening? So it is happening. I just found out they sent me the official email yesterday. Would you moderate this? And I'm like, would I? It's gonna be unbelievable. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be great. I've always wanted to do something like this. Moderate a Broadway show? You think I'm not gonna be able to field Broadway like questions? I mean, I don't have to do anything. I just have to moderate just like I would do a podcast, I guess. It's like doing an interview, but with like fifteen people. <laughs> they only probably you know, I gotta memorize everybody's names. But I'll do it. I'll do the work. So Tuesday, May tenth, after the bedwetter, I go up on stage, the audience stays, I bring the cast out, and then uh you know we I start doing a little talking, and then we go to the audience and take some questions, but I'm like, uh yeah, this uh, y- you there with the striped shirt yeah the the balloon smuggler over there that's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to blow it <coughs> that's from uh, autofocus uh yeah, the one with the fun bags uh what uh, what do you got over here that's uh oh, can you imagine um but no uh. That's exciting news, right? I mean, that's something I could do for the rest of my I mean, you know, if it goes well, I mean, I, I, I would do that. I, maybe people will recommend me for other shows. I mean, David Yazbek is there, and he obviously will be doing other shows and stuff, and hopefully they'll think of me. It's certainly exciting. I've seen other guys do it, and it's complicated and scary. You know, you got to know your stuff. You got to know the show. You got to know the people. You got to know their background. You got to ask questions. I'm nervous, but a nervous excitement, it's fun. Does it pay any money? I don't know. Everybody's asking me, how much you get paid? I'm like, I don't know. I would obviously do it for free. I really don't care. So, and that's before I even see the show with my mother, which is in two Saturdays on May 14th. So it, it opens, you know, Saturday, the bedwetter. It's already sold out. It's already extended two weeks if they haven't announced it yet. I'm letting you know early because it's going to be a smash. I have no doubt in my mind. It's the complete opposite of what the review I just read of daniel craig's new Macbeth uh on broadway which was closed because of covid for a while now it's reopened and they finally had it and the they say it is awfully dull and that daniel craig isn't very good and you know how i feel about daniel craig so i was like a little nervous that i was missing it for financial reasons but now i don't feel that bad he says the rest of the cast um There's a woman named Ruth. I'm not allowed to mention her last name on this podcast. It's too risky, but it rhymes with Jigger. Uh, I'm not kidding. You can't say her name out loud as a white person. So whatever it is, uh, she's in it, and she's supposed to be okay. Like The supporting cast is supposed to be good, but Daniel Craig is apparently um, not good, which would make me so upset. And it makes me upset that he's not good, because I just always want that guy to be great, even though he complained about being James Bond. But now that that's over, he can just go on with his life, and like him and Pierce Bronson and Roger Moore before him, we and Timothy Dalton, we can say, like, I will see anything this person is in because they were James Bond. So, that all being said, uh, but that's uh, pretty exciting news. And then, let's just get to it. Friday, yesterday... I went to Montclair State University at 9 in the morning. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning. I was so worried about my car not starting. And I said, I'll pick up the car at 7. It takes 30 minutes to get to Montclair State. There's also a train there. But if I pick up my car at 7 and for some reason it doesn't work at all, I could take a train. I could somehow get down to Penn Station and take a train to the university. But you know, I also want the time to park and figure out where I was going. They're like, meet us at the media school of communications. I'm like, where's that? So I woke up at five thirty, showered, shaved, uh, you know, got ready, and then at six thirty left my house to get the car at seven. It didn't start, but it started with a jump. And I think I, I guess I got there around eight o'clock. Then I, I didn't know where I was going, so yeah, that was a smart move. I waited till eight fifteen. Then I like was like, all right, now I'm gonna go to the parking garage I'm supposed to go to, and I went there, and I never turned off the car. I'm like, I don't, I'm not turning off the car, and uh, then got to where I was supposed to meet them in the lobby, like fifteen minutes early. Meanwhile, you have to wear masks everywhere still at colleges, which I was like, really, really. We're still doing, I guess, you know, I don't look at when they say masks in school. I just really actually assume they're not talking about colleges. Um, but yeah, you got to wear masks everywhere. It really sucked. Really sucked. And I'm like, well, you know what? I don't want to teach here if I got to wear a mask. And I don't want to get vaccinated. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, I met these uh, the guy and he was awesome. Great guy, probably around my age. And we, you know, we got some coffee. I got to meet everybody. He took me around, showed me around, got to meet everybody. Everybody was so nice. And remember, it's like 9 in the morning, you know. Like, I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Look at me functioning at 9 a.m. like with a with a jacket on. You know, I was wearing a, a like I, my friend Evan told me not to to go in looking like a Hollywood director <laughs> or something, like Mr. Hollywood. So I just wore jeans and the jacket and a black shirt instead of the suit pants, which I'm going to wear on Tuesday for the moderation, right? Because he said, no, you're too formal for that because the teachers don't dress up like that, but to go in looking like I'm Mr. Hollywood, it was a smart move because I think, you know, I look good and I look like uh, I was up to something. It looks like I have stuff going on. Nobody knows, you know, what what, what you guys know. And um, so, yeah, we had a long talk and we talked about the class and uh, I'm telling you, I got the job. (laughs) I'm doing it starting the whenever Martin Luther King Day is in January of 2023. I am teaching my course about clueless at Montclair State University. So, if you were enrolled, like my nephew, (laughs) my brother in law's like, I keep thinking I'm getting punked. Is this for real? (laughs) Billy's getting, you're teaching Billy? And I'm like, I swear to God it's gonna be able unbelievable they're already you know filled up for the semester. we knew that was coming so in january of 2023 i will be teaching my first course as a college professor <laughs> i'm sorry i can't i just said it out loud <laughs> it's is nothing funnier than the, the, what I'm going through, the financial situation, my career trajectory as a whole, the things I do in my life. This is hilarious. If somebody doesn't make a biopic of me very soon, they're going to miss out. It opens with me going to camp with David Copperfield and then you take it from there. But seriously, folks, I mean, what the fuck? That's hilarious. So he goes, well, what do you want to do? You want to make this uh, one credit or three credit class? And I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but I think we should open with a one credit class because he was talking about, you know, you had assignments and all that stuff. So I could have made it a really, really legitimate three credit class, but I'm like, hey, let me let me start off with a one credit credit class. So it's like it's like choose you could choose my clueless class or you could choose bowling. <laughs> it's like an elective, but that's the perfect way to start, right? I don't want to put any pressure on myself that I. I don't know. This paper really didn't cut it. I I don't know whether I can let you graduate. No, that's not the way to go. It's just a little elective course for one credit, but you get a full credit (laughs) if you take Professor Juskow's course. Hello, which is what I want to be referred to now. Professor Juskow was in the house. Please settle down. You don't have to say that when you're a college professor. You don't have to say so. That's a high school person. See? You're not thinking, you're not thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking beneath you. These are college kids. So, I mean, it's, there's just nothing more hilarious than this. The details will be flushed out around July because people have to sign up in October. So, you know, it's a huge process. It's not that much of a process. It's just, it's just happening. So he goes, so how do you want to do this? And I'm like, you know what I mean? He told me I have to, it has to be 15 hours that, that equals a credit 15 hours so do you do it he's like you can do two and a half hour courses i'm like two and a half i mean uh uh yes uh, we could i'm like jesus that's a long time but an hour doesn't seem like long enough because you could get into a discussion right so it's like i got to choose somewhere in between like an hour and a half but you know do you do it one day a week do you do two days a week because if you do it one day one day a week for eight weeks i guess you would have to do like two and a half hours you just got to equal 15 hours so you got to work it out. But probably for me, one day a week living from the city and stuff like that is probably perfect. So I may have to do a long class, but certainly, I mean, Jesus Christ, they do a podcast for an hour and 20 every week. Well, that's pretty much as far as I can go. So, but, but if there's people talking back, then I could probably go two hours. I just, I can't, uh, I've, I'm, I i am i can not even, you guys get it. I mean, this is, this is, this is hilarious. Professor Juskow is in the house. There's just nothing funnier than... This is the funniest thing that... Is it the funniest thing that's like ever happened? I mean, so much weird shit happened to me that is hilarious. I mean, just let alone I'm even thinking about being in Crashing, but I went to my job first before I went on set. I went to my job, did my job until 3 o'clock, and then went over to shoot my HBO series. That's funny, too. But this kind of stuff is is awesome and so great to talk about. I mean, it's it's just so weird. What a strange existence I leave. So I went over to the campus, and uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking this is so funny. The campus alone. All I could think about was, and I I I didn't get the uh, you know I couldn't find the thing, but <clears throat> all I was thinking was. When you're walking on campus, you need this music and it's not enough. I know there's a Simpsons episode where Mo goes back to school where it's a little better, but this is the music I was thinking of while I was walking around the campus. So you need that one. That, that's the exact music you need when you're walking around the campus. <laughs> and that's going through my head. <laughs> Well, 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 if it isn't Professor Jeskow, what brings you here today on a Friday of all things? Oh, my goodness. So anyway, then I I stayed and I stayed for his class. He's like, do you want to hang out for a little bit and, you know, watch what we're doing? We're going over some videos that the kids made and I'm going to teach them, you know, where to make the edits and stuff. And I stayed there for two hours. He told me it was only until 1130, but I was there for like two hours just sitting there being like nervous that I was going to thank God I had coffee and a couple of munchkins before cuz you don't want your stomach to growl cuz that's embarrassing. So it was all good and uh I don't know there were about 5 students and we watched their videos and you know watched him teach and it was really cool and the kids were great. And but they are kids. They are kids. They're like uh you know like uh, it's just so funny you have to remember they're annoying college kids and it's not like they're just millennials they're fucking college kids half of them aren't prepared have them like well we didn't want to bother anybody i don't know <laughs> you know it's all excuses and stuff but it's hilarious and you must take that into consideration it's not like you know going to Raos and i'm like do your fucking job when you're making this drink or something you know what i'm saying so um but it was, it was really interesting watching him teach and you know how it's going to work and the respect they had for him. And he was really cool. And they're like, but professor, do you really think that um, it was fun? And they're like, oh, are you going to be teaching here? And I'm like, yes, I believe I am. So, but most of them were graduating, so they wouldn't see me. But I am very excited. And I stayed. And then I saw their um, video department, which was really, I wasn't a school of communications person. I did my TV show. So I was in the school of communications, and all of their that was where I spent most of my time. Even though I wasn't a major, because my grade sucked. Oh, that's the other thing. Oh my God! The guy says, "Well, we are going to need your transcript," and I'm like, "Come again? We're going to need your college transcript." I'm like, "My college transcript? I don't think that exists anymore." They're like, "No, you can get it." We need. I'm like. Uh, listen, you seem like a nice guy. I'm going to love with. You. If you see my college transcript, I'm not going to get this job. They're like, nah. They don't even. They don't care. They just need to see that you actually graduated. And I'm like, well, couldn't I just show you my diploma? Is it really necessary to run me over the coals? Are you going to see all D's and F's? Is that necessary? Look, I've made a lot of strides since then. Things are going to be different this time. You'll see. Well, just don't you forget that the guy, the, the 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 guy that graduates lowest in medical school, they still call a doctor. Don't you forget it. I live my life by that credo, creed, credo, credence, oh, crap, <laughs> look at that, I couldn't get the words right, as I'm trying to say, I'm smart, I'm not dumb, I'm smart, not like everybody says, oh come on, we know I'm not smart, but uh, oh, <laughs> it it's worse than listening, hey can we listen to your podcast before we hire you, they might as well have said that, I'd prefer that they hear that than uh, seeing my college transcript. And where the fuck am I going to get that from? I that day I told the guy, I'm like, you know, it's weird. Um, that college actually burned down a few years ago. He goes, Ithaca College? I'm like, yes. He goes, no, I was just there last week. Oh, right. Well, they rebuilt it really fast, but all the records were destroyed. It was weird. He's like, but he was laughing. It was really funny. Anyway, so that is a thing. I couldn't be more excited. I left there in a joyful glee. Just upset only that it wasn't until January and everything could change before then, but there could be another worldwide pandemic. Who the fuck knows? But as far as we're concerned today, I start teaching <laughs> Professor I Now, first of all, I've got to get to the tweed store immediately. I'm going to need a lot of tweed. I got to go to the pipe store. Oh, let's see. What else do I need? The leather briefcase store. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stores I have to go. He goes, oh, you know, you'll probably need one of these monitors, these big TVs, you know, that we can hook up because you'll probably want to show clips. I'm like, no, 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 I'll be using an overhead projector. Uh, Do you have the uh, old-fashioned, you know, cellophane slides? Because I'll just draw on those. Hello? Hello? Is this? Everything's hilarious. So then I go to my friend Evans, and I go, he goes, hey, we're going to meet my friend, He's got this loft space in Passaic, and we'll have lunch there. I'm, like, managing his, his loft space today. Well, let me tell you, this space was unbelievable. I have pictures. We took videos. You thought Sarah was li- I just texted Sarah. I'm like, you think you're living in a space. This space is amazing. I think you can get the dimensions. It's not like that little room I was telling you about. I think I captured it. It's unbelievable. I was riding my bike around it all day. It's impossible to describe. However, here's what happened. I mean, there's nothing I can tell you about this, but it was amazing. We got to shoot something here. We got to shoot something in here. This is amazing. And we had this really great lunch. But the guy who, uh, this guy, Glenn, best guy ever, listens to the podcast. So he knew everything. It was fantastic. He goes, uh, oh, I heard like a was like, oh, Evan told you about the uh, professorship? He's no, I heard it on the podcast. Oh, how was Rayos? You know, I mean, the, and this oh, the best guy. Really the nicest guy. Turns out one of his best friends, get ready, is the guy who is the the the, the singer in, in the band at Fast Times at w- Ridgemont High. When they're playing Wooly Bully, where Sean Penn gets up and sings with them. I think he's the guy with the glasses, I guess, because he's the lead singer. And it was a real band, and he was married to Amy Hackerling. I did not know this. So he put me in touch with him, and we texted all day yesterday, and he's coming on the podcast, but he says he has a whole bunch of details about Fast Times, But because I wasn't sure. Do I have him on the podcast or do I have him on the Tuesday show? But he's very uptight about that he thinks he's going to say something wrong, and I'm like, <sighs> It's a movie from 50 years ago, but however, you know, so I said, listen, we can record and I'll send it to you. If you don't like something, I'll take it out. I've always been like, he's like, you promise? I'm like, I have never put out something somebody doesn't want to hear. You know, if you don't want, if you don't want it in, then you don't want it in. What's, what are you going to do? I can't imagine he's got, <laughs> I don't know what he's got after 50 years that somebody does not Sean Penn was doing so much coke. And I'm like, no, I mean, you know, who cares? 50 fucking years ago, nobody cares, but. But it was exciting. He knows. But that guy's friend is Damone. Okay, okay, what's your five point plan?
1: All right. Now pay attention. First of all, Rat, you never let on how much you like a girl. Oh, Dabby. Hi. Two, you always call the shots. Kiss me. You won't regret it. Now, three, act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. Isn't this great? Four, when ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. And five, now this is most important, Rat. Comes down to making out... Whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin Four.
0: From Fast Times. And he said, hey, this guy, Dave Johnson's guy, he's got a pocket. He wants to have you on. So he doesn't know whether he's going to get back to me. He gave me his contact information. So Robert Rameos, I think that's his name. I mean, we obviously just know him as Damone. Hey, Stacy, some really great. I mean, and the weird part was I went in to see this guy, Glenn, and I was doing... The bit before I knew that he had a connection to Damone, he had a bunch of albums, you know, old fashioned albums that you play in a record player. We actually put on the David Bowie changes. And I was like, I noticed you don't have Led Zeppelin 4, so we can't put on Led Zeppelin 4 side 2. You know, if we're going to make out, well, I didn't say make out because that would be gross because it's just three boys. But, um, well, actually, there were some models there. So I think I said, hey, it's going to be tough, you know, because you don't have Led Zeppelin 4 side 2 but i was doing that thing and then i told them later i'm like well then i was doing demone when i walked in Oh, my god we got to get that i mean listen for years we were talking about getting amy heckerling on the show that she was my white whale well, and we got her well who's better after that then than robert romeo's i get demone i mean jesus christ we don't shoot that high on this podcast that we can't get some of these people on. And and we don't want to shoot high. We've always talked about, well, Mark Marin, you can have your Obama. We want Larry from Three's Company. That pleases our listening base and myself. And let me tell you something. If you think bringing Richard Klein down to the comedy cellar was great for people our age, Colin Quinn, Dan Natterman, who was just like so excited to have dinner with him, then Damone will be up there as well as the greatest guy everybody's going to want to meet, at least the people at our age. Those fucking young kids aren't going to get how brilliant he is. So that is hilarious and awesome. The day just kept getting better and better. <laughs> and then I had to, as you know, go. maybe you didn't know, My nephew Billy, by the way, was in Blue Bloods last night and it was hilarious. It took pictures, it was amazing. He's in a big car accident at the beginning. It was so exciting. And he was in a play called Bright Star, which is a Steve Martin, Edie Brickell written musical, which sucks. This musical is a piece of shit. But I didn't care. I was only going to see my nephew. But it was in Jersey. My sister said, can you go? I said, well, I'm going to be in Jersey that day anyway. Auditioning, uh, interviewing for the Montclair State thing. So I'll just kick around. And I was like wondering what I was going to do till 8 o'clock. But we hung out at that law space with our new friend Glenn. And Glenn, if you're listening, you are way cool. You are a cool guy. Your space is amazing. It's open for rentals. It's amazing. It's this beautiful warehouse in Passaic. New Jersey, which is, like, really close to the city. We're definitely going to do something there. But, what, but he's a super guy. Like, it was great to meet you. And so I, we were there till 5 o'clock. So then I'm like, oh, now I don't, you know, thank you for helping me fix my day. You know, like, I mean, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. My only plan was to stop at a CVS and pick up Q-tips again. And I went to the CVS. They're out of Q-tips again. And then I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I just ordered it on Amazon. And it was cheaper. That's what I looked up first to see. Not the Q-tips. There was something else I was buying. What was it? Oh, Febreze. My cleaning lady likes to use Febreze. I, if she ever comes back again. And it was cheaper on Amazon. I'm like, ah, oh, screw this. That's why I came to this stupid CVS. They're always out of it. Ugh. like stopping at a nice CVS in Jersey. Seems like a good plan, but the last two I've been to stink. Anyway, I had to go to this place in Summit, New Jersey. the stupid theater, community theater, to see Bright Star. But, you know, I'm really into my nephew now. I like him so much now. I know I had trouble at first, but now I really like him. And I, I'm really happy for him that he's doing well. And he's like kind of the one of the leads of this thing. And thank God he was in it because everybody else kind of sucked. And again, being a Broadway snob. The lead lady in it wasn't very good singing-wise. I think she thinks she's better than she is, but she wasn't bad. Like her acting wasn't horrible. Billy was the best one because he sings the best. You can tell... His voice is different than the others, and it's better. But um, again, nobody projects, and they weren't wearing mics. It's a small theater. We were sitting in the second row, and they made us check our vax cards and put on masks. I guess I should have known about the masks, but my brother-in-law didn't bring one with him, a mask. And they're, and they're like, well, uh, we only have kid-sized masks. I'm like, you ask people to put on masks, but nobody's using masks anymore, and you only have kid-sized masks? You realize you can walk over to that fucking 7-Eleven over there and get a box of masks for a dollar? What the fuck is it? I just It makes me furious. You're going to make people put on masks, but you don't have any available? I mean, people don't bring masks around that much anymore. I mean, I always bring a mask around, right? Most people do. My brother-in-law has one in his car, but he park, but there's no parking around. They hate to park in a thing. And I'd forgotten, too, that we had to wear masks at a theater. He doesn't go to the theater that much. So he goes back and he gets the mask. But I'm furious that they just have kid-sized masks, right? I'm like, if you if you're asking people to put it on, get it, what does a box of masks cost now? It's not like they're not easy to find. So then we get there, and I get this kid comes in in the middle, this little girl not wearing a mask, sneezing sniffling, I'm gonna write to them turns out it's the lead woman's daughter I'm so furious because again the two-facedness of it, otherwise what would I give a shit for drives me insane Uh, anyway, this show sucks and I can tell you, this now I gotta question my love of Steve Martin that he made anybody sit through a play like this listen to this stupid horrible music you gotta be fucking kidding as soon as this starts I'm like if this isn't Titanic, then I'm out. It's all like banjo playing country crap. It's such a stupid fucking play. But my nephew was good. I'm not just saying it. Listen to this.
2: If you knew my story, you'd have a hard time.
0: See, that's good singing, at least. This woman, like, it started, and I'm like, Really?
2: Believe in me You'd think I was alive
0: right, let's move on Left
2: my clothes on the cold river right. Here comes the my banjo and my
1: rolled up in my socks I lay down in that mountain stream And the icy water rushed over me If you knew my story
0: my- That's the best song in the show, otherwise it gets uh, this is this is a shitty fucking song.
1: A man's gotta do what a man's gotta do when a man's gotta do what he's got to. Oh my god. A well-bred wife with a silver spoon and knife will butter your uh, bread twice as good as
0: you. Man, do. Shut up.
1: I remember when I was
0: your age. That's when I will settle him down. I, can't, I just can't believe Steve Martin wrote a shitty fucking musical. Like, this musical sucks. It was fucking awful. And I just wish everybody would go away. And this should never be performed in community theater or anywhere else. And again, if you're going to fucking do banjo music, then there's only one song you should ever be playing. Um, you, if you fucking write a Broadway musical and there's a song with a banjo that's made for a puppet movie sung by a guy that doesn't sing and it's better than your whole fucking musical then you stink! You don't tell me that you put that camera around and somebody opens with this song the Rainbow Connection and that audience isn't swaying back and forth and smiling Because they definitely weren't doing this for this piece of shit. Bright Star can suck it. Rainbow Connection rules. Paul Williams, the most depressing songwriter in the history of songwriting, writes this fucking miracle masterpiece for a movie with a goddamn fucking hand puppet. And it's better than your entire fucking musical. One of the greatest comedians of all time. Fucking embarrassment. (laughs) Look, I'm so angry at it. And you want to be my college professor, (laughs) and you want to be my latex salesman. Well, the good news is after i um, after I got out of the uh, theater, which again I was angry um, because nobody wanted it. You know, Matt. I was just me and my brother in law, and I was like, everybody just went home again. (laughs) I just always want to get a drink. I'm never in a rush to leave Jersey, but I did. And uh, I was—I got really lucky and caught this last play, which made me so happy coming out of that piece of crap. But, of course, I was happy about the whole day. But then it got topped off by this last call of the Mets-Phillies game uh, that I heard on my radio just as I left the theater. It's 0-2. And this crowd, they don't care if it's taken five pitchers, they are pumped. Real Muto just outside the batter's box. Now steps back in. Diaz staring at him on the rubber. Diaz looking into McCann. Diaz brings the hands together. The 0-2 pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. He got him with a slider, put it in the box. Five
1: Mets pitchers have combined to no-hit the Philadelphia Phillies. It is the second no-hitter in Mets franchise history. This
0: one takes a village, but they get it done, and they're celebrating out in front of home
1: plate. All of the Mets clad in their black jerseys for the first time this year, jumping on top of each other, jumping up and down. It's now a
0: little bit more subdued celebration. Oh, man that was so exciting I couldn't believe it I'm like oh that's fantastic because I'm, I'm telling you I'm like you know now you know I, I guess I really do like the Mets I mean I knew I did anyway but it's been such an exciting season so far and the other seasons have been so crappy and awful and if uh, it's all Bernie Madoff's fault which of course is hilarious in itself so a no hitter yes combined but you know the Mets are like one of those few franchises that don't have a lot of no hitters that's only their second one I remember watching the Johan Santana one and I, I don't know, maybe only seven, eight years ago. So that was great. That was a good way to cap off the night. Meanwhile, I forgot to tell you. So I went when I first parked the car like around six o'clock, I guess, right? The show starts at eight. I parked the car at six o'clock, went to, there was a 7-Eleven and you know, I've been telling you, 7-Elevens are just awful. Wawa's are the way to go. 7-Elevens are dirty and gross and everything about them is sucked. The people that work there are disgusting. And for some reason, Wawa's are just 10 times better. And I go to the 7-Eleven. I'm like, well, let me get something to drink. I'm so thirsty. And I'll get something, to, you know, for the show and, and all this, whatever. So I got, like, I was going to get a big gulp. I was very excited to get a big gulp. But I didn't really want soda. I wanted the iced tea. But they didn't have any iced tea. So I'm like, all right, I'll get soda and lemonade. You know, I do like that. A big gulp. You know, it's exciting. You know, a fountain soda. I get the Coke. And I pour the lemonade. But Fruit Punch comes out and ruins the Coke. And then I tried the fruit punch, and that was the lemonade. So I threw the fucking thing out, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just get a fucking Gatorade instead. I'm so fucking pissed. I hate this stupid place. And then um, I didn't want to get something else, but it was like dirty. I'm like, this place is gross. And then I went up to the guy, and I just got a Gatorade and a Three Musketeers bar. Oh, and some uh, Lifesavers gummies. Right, that's what I usually like for shows. Pull them out at halftime or uh, intermission. And I go, hey, your machine's all fucked up. I pressed the fucking lemonade. Fruit punch came out, jerk off. (laughs) I love getting angry, especially wearing a a suit. (laughs) So it's exciting. Um, Anyway, so I went back and I parked the car, you know, right on this block. And opened the window halfway and, and, and tried to take it. I was texting and emailing back and forth. I'm like, let me take care of everything. And then I was like, I need to take a nap. So like around, I set my alarm for 7.30. I set my alarm for my car in the, the nap, but I kept getting texts back and forth and I wanted to respond. So like, I guess I really slept from like 7 to 7.25. And then I think I hit snooze because I was, I was really sleepy and I definitely needed a nap. I woke up at 5.30. I'm not going to be able to sit through the show if I don't take a nap. So that was my plan all along to sleep in the car. And I definitely got a good car to sleep in. It was a nice breeze coming in. It was kind of perfect. And I was in a good, secure, safe location. And I was very content that I completely dozed off. Woke up at 7.30, walked to the 7-Eleven, got some coffee, and then there was a homeless guy out there, and I, I gave him a dollar. He seemed dope because he commented how much he liked my shoes. So <laughs> I gave him a dollar. I got some coffee, drank the coffee, went to the show. Matt was waiting for me. Then we got into with the people with the masks and uh, you know, just took as much coffee as I could, sat down, went to the bathroom, very important, right, because I had the Gatorade and the coffee, but I was good. And watch the show. It was beautiful. But I got pictures of the seven. I took a picture of the machine. (laughs) Because that's what I do now. I am remembering to take more photos for the bonus content. Well, my goodness, we have spoken for an hour and a half. I didn't even get to half of the stuff I was talking about. Well, I'll tell you this one last thing. Is that there... Idiots. You know, the bridge by my house is the Queensborough Bridge or the 59th Street Bridge, which they renamed the Ed Koch Bridge, which was one of the most interesting mayors we've ever had in this city. And now AOC and a bunch of other douchebags, um, and I like AOC, are want to take the name away of Ed Koch. They want to cancel dead Ed Koch. And they want to rename the bridge because apparently he didn't do enough enough about AIDS when it first started. Are you fucking kidding me? And again, what do I keep saying? You want to cancel somebody? Let's rename the Mario Cuomo Bridge. Let's start there. Right? What are we picking on poor Ed Codt for? He was a gay man. He didn't even know what he was. He was a closeted gay man. He wouldn't, and then, so he didn't do enough. Nobody did enough about AIDS back then. You want to cancel this guy? This guy fixed, he was helping. He was a big New Yorker. God, you people just suck. Now they want to cancel dead people. Fucking classic. Anyway, now I'm mad that I ended on that note. I shouldn't have brought it up at all except, you know, I got got to call somebody and be like, look, if we're doing this, let's do that. I talk about this every week. If we're doing this, let's do that. That should be the name of my next podcast. If we're doing this. How about that? (laughs) Look what I did there. But anyway, yes, that's our show for today uh, Don't forget, obviously, uh, tonight we, I am back, 6 o'clock On uh, YouTube, the Comedy Solar Nightly show By the way, I know I heard from Fred Stoller And he wants to come back on uh, It's always a pleasure He has something to promote So he's always welcome on our show I think I'm going to have Alan on So you know we can talk about uh, last week And how they made fun of me oh, I heard it <laughs> And then um, uh, Don't forget Billy Joel A to Z other than that, uh, please you know, if you're going to be taking a course in Montclair State, make sure you take mine (laughs) oh, it'll never not be funny and that will uh, bring us to next week, and that'll be the, oh, that'll be the May 10th edition, of course we all know what's happening on May 10th, so we'll leave you until then Uh, next week, have a great week everybody we finally made it to May, I think things are going to change around but other than that, we'll see you next week on ah, Just out with the City. Good night, everybody.